When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to the Scoutcast. My name is Joe. My name is Seb. My name is Karam. Welcome everyone. It's been a hectic day um, and it got a bit more hectic at about half five because we had a big announcement, but more of that a little later. Seb, what's coming up in the show? Well, as you mentioned, we're going to have to have a little look at this uh, this announcement, aren't we? But we do have some other things to uh, to talk about as well. We'd like to look at captains and popular captains blanking, which seems to be a theme. Let's have a look at that, see if we can't get a little better at it. Uh, Karam, of course, I mean, you've been you've been done by the Premier League here now. You spotted it first, and uh, now they've gone and announced it before we could give you the praise you're due. But Karam spotted this uh, this double possibly happening first with some detective work. Yes. And of course, we will look at our chip strategies, our transfers, both of which have probably changed now. Karam has a turn picking a differential. And of course, we will look forward to what we're going to do just in isolation this week with captains. And we've got one eye on Chelsea and Spurs. Yes, indeed. Um, we'll be looking at Son. We were discussing a bit on air. Um, I both want Son to do really well and to do not really well. Um, I don't have him in FPL. I'm all out. <laughs> um, but I do have him as my captain in Sky. So um, I hope he does well and not. I'm not sure. Um, what, what would you take? What would be an acceptable like middle ground? I don't know. I want... 55 points. I actually want him to do really well because he's my captain in Sky. So I don't I don't want him to mess around with a goal. <laughs> I want him to get like a hat-trick or do nothing. Um, I don't want any of this pansy goal business. I want full-on great goals. <laughs> but anyway, here's my team. Um, so, so far, well, I say so far, I'm all out now. Um, I've got 84 points. I'm, I'm pretty happy with this. Massive captain fail, though, which is what we'll talk about a bit later. Um, so I benched Suchik again for my second time this season. But Unbelievable. I but I don't mind this time around because Salah was my only attacking player who blanked. And I wasn't going to bench Salah, who was my captain. Um, so I had uh, Edison, Justin with 15 points. Thank you. Uh, Stones with six. Dallas, who blanked. Uh, Grealish, um, who was new in. Um, so I got Grealish in and um, yeah, very pleased. I got him in for Mane, who didn't play. Um, and I just wanted to, I mean, it's a bit template, but boring. We talked about it last time, and but it was a sensible move. And, you know, why not do the sensible move? And he got me points. Um, Fernandez 17, Salah blank, <laughs> captain. Gundogan points, Bamford points, Calvert-Lewin points, Antonio points. And on my bench, um, Suchek was my only scorer, Mitchell and Kufal and uh, Jed Steer. Um, there, so yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy there, and see what happens with Son goes, and I've got a I've got a reasonable green arrow of about 150k at the moment, but um, if Son does really well, it will go back down again, and I may I may incredibly um, I put up on Twitter that I might get a, a red arrow, and that wasn't one of those oh have I got eighty four is that any good humble brag kind of thing. It was a genuine thing of like oh my god if Son does well, 
because the average is so high, I could actually end up with a red arrow here. Um, so see what happens, see what transpires. Yeah, I was, I was pretty happy with mine. Other than the captain, I was pretty happy with mine and I got yeah. a pretty solid red arrow. Well, you got a, I'll just put your team up then. 70 points and you got a red arrow. Yeah. What, what I kind mean, of Son, world Son do we live play, in? But clearly I need about 14 or 15 points from him to reverse that no, red arrow. I'm not having that. I'm going to storm round to FPL Towers <laughs> and demand you get your green arrow. Um, you've got Martinez in goal, Robertson, Cancelo um, and Stones, Salah captaincy, Fernandes, Son still to go, Gundogan, Watkins, Antonio and Calvert-Lewin. On your bench you've got Saka, Dyer, Kilman, Sanchez from Brighton and we'll talk yeah. a bit about Brighton a bit later. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned Lewis Dunk last week. I was talking about differentials and unfashionable picks. Mentioned Lewis Dunk, mentioned Brighton's track record. I got a bit of a slating in some of the comments that I was just making up random names and uh, just putting names out there. But yeah, and I think perhaps Sanchez might be in your starting 11 next time. Maybe. Yeah, he, he, yeah. He, prob- he probably will be. Sanchez was, I think, when I was first on here with you ages ago mm. with, with Az, um I think that was the week I brought Sanchez in for quite yeah. ages ago. I remember talking about like, oh, Brighton's defensive stats mm. are better than their performances. Ryan's looked a problem, so I'll bring Sanchez in. Now, I'm not claiming some sort of genius there because then what I did is bring Martin is mm. in, play him and not get any of Sanchez's points. But there was something there, you know, maybe I should yeah. have just stuck with it a little well, bit longer. It was How do you feel about it? Like, would you rather not having him than seeing the points every week uh, on, on the bench? I'd always, oh. I'd always rather have the player. Like, of course, when they're on the bench, you feel like, oh, I should have played him, but I'd rather have him than I have the option of playing him or I get price mm-hmm. rises, whatever. Well, people are starting to look a little differently at the Brighton defence now. We've been talking about those underlying stats for quite some time, but now now that's come to fruition, which is nice, which is nice, because underlying stats means, um, you know, it's, a, it's what we use as a predictor of future returns, and that seems to be transpiring um, there. Karam, your team, 68 points. You're going to tell me you've got a red arrow now. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, quite a bit red arrow. <laughs> um, so I'll just, for, for the benefit of our podcast yeah. listeners, just before you talk about your team, um, you've got Martinez in goal, Cancelo, Diaz, Stones, not bad, 18 points from your blanket City defence, Son still to play, Barnes, uh, Salah, captain, uh, Fernandez, Calvert-Lewin, Antonio and Bamford, um, and Suchek on, on the bench, and that, that was your only only um, bench points, really. Um, so yeah, you must be pretty happy with that. Yeah. Yeah, well, in, in 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 any other week, uh, this score would be decent and would be yeah. enough for a for a green arrow. But with this and with a seven transfer, um, I I managed to get a hundred k red arrow, and I think Son needs to do a lot given his ownership to give me any any chance of turning this into into a green arrow. Mm. Um, a similar 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 problem with you, Joe. Uh, mm. Southcheck had to be benched because yeah. there was no other option. Barnes is the annoying one. I, I think he's one of the most frustrating pick I've had oh, this man. season and last season. So annoying. But he was playing Fulham and there was no chance I would bench him for, mm. for Southcheck. The rest have delivered and Salah was, was the obvious pick. Uh, but now seven blanks in eight game weeks, which is uh, <laughs> shocking if, if you look at this back. Um, the most annoying part is not really Southcheck points, is is the one besides points that I gave up to, oh, to yeah, so Cancelo. So a, a week ago, not not mm. directly this game week, I had one Bissaka, one point against Sheffield United when Cancelo managed to get his 17. Yeah. And I did the swap. And since then, Cancelo did not play. 
plus six points, and one Bissaka managed eight against Arsenal and 17. So if I did the swap right, I'll be 45 points like gaining. Yeah. If I had done nothing in that spot, I'll be getting one of the two holes. But what happened it's, it's, is obviously I didn't get any of this. That's, so. always, that's it's one of the most frustrating parts of this game is yeah. doing something active, research, doing that move, and then it actually costing you and costing a yeah. lot. And it's so frustrating. It's so so frustrating. Um, yeah. you, you always remember a loss more keenly than you do yeah. a win, though. So mm. I'd imagine playing like that will fall in your favour more often than it won't. And if I were to ask you now, going forward, who would you rather have, Cancelo or Bissaka? Yeah. I'll so yeah, have it's, just, it's, it's just it, it's just some bad timing, you know. Last yeah. last time out, we had that um, the, the, um, uh, Ashley who wildcarded into twelve points, but his team was great. Um, but mm. that's the way it is. Um, I've just moved on. I've got because because the game is still going on. We've not really got a rough with the smooth section, but I I do have to put this guy's team on. Um, called Andrew Hudson. Um, he is in um, uh, Mike the Knight, who's in the Twitter FPL Communities League. Um, so having a look at his team here. So he's got Fabianski, Cancelo, Concert, Stones, Fernandez, Captain. Well done, uh, Mane, Pogba, Grealish. Madison, well done there, 11 points, Watkins and Bamford. Now he's on 77 points here, but you can see Mane and Pogba didn't play. And who's that on his bench? Why, it's Antonio and Justin. So he's 23 points off the bench here. What I like about this is it's just going to take him up to 100 points. So in a single game week, 100 points, that's that's an amazing return. If you get 100 points in a single game week, that's really good. Really, really good. Even a high scoring game week like like this um so you know well done there andrew and apparently according to mike who wasn't i don't know whether he was pleased for him but he says that andrew's now going to be top of their league so well done i i, I know what i think about this do you think <laughs> that that probably sounded worse than it was meant to um i think i think positively about it do you think benching some players who score highly and then them coming off your bench to replace someone who you elected to have over them is lucky or skillful it's in this case is lucky because where why was Pogba bench not playing? No one no one suspected that. And Man 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 United did indeed put Southampton to the sword. So that could have been a big haul there. Um, with the players like Justin, there's always that risk. Um, Antonia Mane Mane was was a risk, yeah. but then if he had played on paper, it was Brighton, but. I, I guess in this case, with injuries like this, it's it's definitely and you know it's it's luck. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, he's skillful having a having a good good bench, but it's luck yeah. in this case. Pogba's. So, I, I, no I think it's more skill than luck. There's a little Justin coming in for Pogba. Maybe is fortunate. You could have called it. Yeah. But but it's a squad game. He's got Justin. That's mm. why he has him right to get points. Mm. Antonio and Mane. I'm guessing. He, I would have started Antonio, I did, but I don't have Mane. I'm guessing, okay, he's put the vice on Mane, so maybe not. Mm. But I'm guessing he was maybe aware Mane might not play. But if he did, he backed him. He didn't have Salah. He thought, if he doesn't play, I've deliberately put Antonio first, who has a good fixture and has scored in points. Yeah. That one is just half-decent planning, well, right? I actually think with this team, looking at that, and the way, the way Mane, vice-captain, um, I think he just hasn't done his team. <laughs> I think he's. I, I, I think I he set I, his team up for the previous week. He's done that, yeah. and he's just gone. I don't know. 
watching telly. Oh, or I would, I would, always, sure. I would always rather assume the better. I'm not sure what to make of this actually, because if I know the information that Mane is very likely out, I would have taken him out. Yeah, and probably got Salah. I had Mane and I took but, him out. It was just looking so doubtful. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it was almost certain he won't play. So yeah, maybe. Maybe some skill. We don't know. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, let, let's move on to the da, 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 main attraction, which is the big announcement today. Mm-hmm. And we always love it when there's a double game week announcement. Um, hey. So I'm going to put up the picture here. And Seb, you take us through what, what's been revealed and what are we going to do about it? No problem. So we've had a double game week, or two double game weeks, I guess. Uh, shouted out today, confirmed. The teams involved are in game week 24. Man City, Everton, Burnley and Fulham will all play twice. Uh, you'll probably have the fixtures on screen there. Yes, I'm just in a second, up, yeah. No yeah. worries. I'll run through them quickly, though. For, so we've got Man City playing Spurs and Everton. We have Everton playing Fulham and City. Burnley playing Palace and Fulham. And Fulham playing Everton and Burnley. But that's not it. In 25, we have another double, which is Leeds and Southampton. They obviously play each other. And Leeds also play Wolves and Southampton play Chelsea. So I'm guessing that probably changes quite a lot of our chip strategies. Mm, and we have yeah. a few questions on this subject. So Licious Lizard, what a name. <laughs> what are the best chip strategies? <laughs> Changed it by default. What are the best chip strategies and, uh, strategies? and could the bench boost be used in double game week 24 or 25, for example? I'm guessing most are aiming for 26 there, mm. right? Uh, Lord, which is another great name, very deferential. The normal strategy of setting up the uh, bench boost with a wild card in 25-26, so that would be wild carding 25-4-26, might not be necessary. Will there be further opportunities to cash in down the line? Magic Zico, what is the best strategy for tapping into the great fixtures of single game week sides as well as those with a double? And the units, a group of Twitter followers there, clearly. I have all my chips available. What is the best strategy to use them? All the chips at this point is pretty impressive. God, yeah. <laughs> So I guess the best way to tackle this, Joe, do you reckon, because we've had, I mean, what, it's about an hour and a half ago or something before yeah. we started this? Yeah. I was, uh, I, I saw it just before we started, really. I was, mm. I was working out, so I've not really thought about it much. No. But I know that I'm probably going to wildcard almost immediately now. I'm going to wildcard okay. in 24, I think. And, why? and I have two free transfers in 23, so I might just take a, you know, two free transfers for whatever, one game mm. week, and then start looking to set up a team that... And I haven't planned this. I know, Cam, you think it might not be entirely possible. But a team that obviously has 26 in mind. Mm. But if I can hit 24, 25 and good fixtures in between that, free hit 29, I reckon I I can make up some real decent ground. Do you think that strategy relies on the free hit in game week 29 so you don't have to worry about it? But So, for example, someone someone like myself and and others listening and watching who um, don't have a free hit left but they've got the wild card still and they've perhaps got a bench boost or triple captain. Um, are you adopting that strategy because you've got that free hit? And if you didn't have that free hit, would you, would you look for something different? I guess my answer is probably a bit biased because because I have the free hit in 29, I've not had to think about it too much because yeah. I have that safety net. So I am focusing. I've always been focusing on, you know, let's get my points in 26 because mm. I didn't wild card before and knowing I have 29 in the pocket with a free hit. So I haven't really given that much more thought. There might be a better way to do it. Yeah. So, for example, with me, I don't have... So uh, those watching and listening in a similar situation to me without the free hit, I do have to think about Game Week 29. I can't ignore it. One of the the issues with Game Week 26 is there is a strong 
likelihood that because obviously the 29 is going to involve some blanks and the assumption is that some of them are going to move to game 26 so what ideally i would be looking at if a game week 26 is is players that are both doubling there and playing in game week 29 i don't know who those players are yet. i don't know the teams involved um you know, the, the general talk around Twitter at the moment is the likely double game weeks in 26 could be Arsenal could have a couple of games. Um, West Brom we could be looking at here. Um, interestingly, Leeds and Southampton. But then there's the likes of Villa as well. Um, and of course, all, all sorts of teams could have them. So we don't know. But what we do know is 24 and 25. And I do like to deal in certainties. And I'm, I feel a bit uncertain about 26 at the moment to wildcard now. But it it hasn't changed probably from what I'm thinking. Wildcarding in 25, especially if Leeds and Southampton also have doubles in 26. So then they can form a sort of a basis of a good bench boost. Did you say Leeds double in 26? I believe they're the only one that wouldn't double in 26. Oh, is that the only one that wouldn't? Sorry, I, I, think, meant, yeah. I, meant, I meant Southampton and I was actually thinking of Burnley. So game week 24, I would I would use my transfers now to target Burnley. And then, so I've, I've got, I've got Man City at the moment. I've got a bit of Everton. I would look to get a, possibly a bit more Everton. Definitely some Burnley defence somewhere in there. And then carry that and then presumably if there's price rises for example for the likes of Ben Mee or Nick Pope carry that forward into game week 26 as I said the, the fact I'm like kind of oh I'm not sure is is just yeah we only knew about this an hour ago so we're just trying to wrap our heads around it but obviously the FA Cup has got um, a lot to do with it as well Seb and you you've been is there is there I mean I've got got a picture of the FA Cup fixtures that you you posted up um and so these are these are the fixtures taking place that are coming up. So how will this influence perhaps what we do for 25, 26? So I believe they take place in the midweek, meaning we will know during 24 mm. who has won and ah. lost those ties and thus who will have the double game weeks that we're waiting for. We believe those will be 26, maybe some in 27. But as we've seen with this week, I don't think anyone saw a double in 25 coming mm. So there's that little outside chance that something changes. But so we don't have to guess who's going to have a double because I think we should be able to know that. What we maybe need to do is guess when it's going to be. We think 26, 27 would be fine from my point of view. If I end up having a team that is split across doubles in 26 and 27, well, that's about the same as 26 anyway. No, you know, no problem. So so we should know ahead of game week 24, who is also doubling in game week 26. That would influence me in terms of when I use my wildcard, because I could use it in 24, for example, to plan. I think if you've got it, I think that's, yeah. I know, Karam, you were maybe thinking different, but for me, two free transfers for, you know, there's a shot in the wind in 23. You might try and get Kane because no one will have Kane and so on. And then I wildcard in 24, set a team up that obviously is massively biased towards 26, but maybe gives me three leads. And obviously I'll have three cities, mm. something like that. Yeah. Couple of transfers to shift it around, 29 saved by the free hit. What about you, Karam? I think it's a possibility. I think also the in my case, for example, um, I still have all the chips, but the first wild card. So I managed the first set of doubles without using any chip. And so I'm in, in a good position to decide what what I want. Basically, uh, I was I was 
keen to go to Grimwood 26 without using the second wild card. Because I feel that the big teams will double in that game week and we are already sort of load, load up on them, um, stock up on them. So probably if you give some prediction to those FA Cup ties, you might see that, oh, I might have between seven to 10 players already are going to double in 26. So there was a temptation to actually use the free transfers and save the wild card later on. Uh, probably to wildcard them out afterwards because okay once i'm trying to load up on those I'll, I'll be building up for the bench boost and then because i have a strong bench then i might need to take out the cash from the bench and that's why maybe a later wildcard actually could be could be useful it could be after the 26 it could be after the 29 uh, it really depends how 29 will exactly look like so, so for example, but i have an impression yeah mm-hmm. uh, just want to make a, mm-hmm. a, a point about like I, I had an impression that this double game week 25 for leeds and southampton comes really handy with uh the managers who wild carded in 16 and free hit in 18 because mostly they were stuck up on leeds and southampton to their bench boost and game week 20 and game week 19 and i'm not sure if they managed to set them out all mm-hmm. uh just yet so I think it will come handy because it, it, their new arrangement is not really far away from now. So it, it could be it could be good. I think there is an incentive for both strategies to maybe save the wild card and use it later on. But of course, you need to look at how far you are from the key players in 24 and 25. To, to me, I have three cities, mm-hmm. maybe not the three I want anymore, but I have DCL as well. So maybe I need one more from Burnley. And that's about it. For 25, many of us have Southampton cover or Leeds. So does it change a lot from the strategy? Probably not. But of course, everybody has his own situation. But yeah, I think I think it's not it's, it did not make it that tougher. Um, if that makes sense. Um, I just wanted to in, with the with these yeah. FA Cup games here. Um, so for example, um, Chelsea against Barnsley. You would assume Chelsea would win. So. Th- so that would mean that. So basically, the teams that win these are likely to double in twenty six and blank in twenty nine. Is that um, the score? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But so, for example, with Chelsea, that might actually not be good because <laughs> they're playing man. They if they double, then they would likely have Manchester United, Liverpool, which is an awful yeah. double. Whereas, so for example, Everton against Tottenham. If Everton get through that, their likely double would be something like maybe Southampton Villa or Southampton West Brom. Maybe? I don't know. I mean, it would it would be more favourable. Um, just give people an idea what to watch out for in the FA Cup because I quite like as an FPL manager. Did you ask about? Did you ask about Everton, Joe? Um, yeah, I was, I was asking about Everton. Yeah. Yeah, they have Southampton in twenty six. Oh, sorry. Yeah. If they beat, uh, is it Spurs that they are playing yeah. in the cup? Then they will probably get Worcester Brom in twenty nine from yeah. twenty nine. Okay. That's what it looks like. Yeah. The, the Tottenham Everton one is the interesting one because mm. yeah, that could that's probably closer than a few of the other ties there. And depending on what happens there, you get a little bit of a swing. Yeah. Obviously, either way for one of those teams. Yeah. Also, uh, the Man United West Ham tie also yeah. uh, one of the most yeah. interesting it's, ones as an FB, I would... watching the FA Cup as an FBL manager it's quite interesting when you get to these bits and you sort of yeah. as a neutral you can go come on Everton or come on Spurs or whatever and to because if they do then they get a double and if you've got if you're stocked up on them so 
for example, I don't have any Southampton at the moment, but I have Calvert-Lewin for Everton. So, I, you know, Everton, I'm quite keen on to get that as many double game weeks as possible and, and so on. I, I would say the other thing that the FA Cup matches probably affect, if you, like me, have a wild card and intend to use it in 24, I can just relax and see what happens. If you don't have a wild card or don't intend to use it, you either have to guess ahead of time if you're going to start planning now. A lot of people have two free transfers this week. Mm. You maybe want to use one of those for someone who's going to have a double. So if you don't have three city, but we all do, maybe you're going to have to start looking at percentages and thinking, okay, do I think X are going to beat Y? So who should I start planning for? That's a, that's a great point because there are people who have used their wildcard already. And so they're going to work, want to know how they navigate. And quite simple. Um, well, let's put those fixtures back up again. These are the, these are the teams we know about. Start having a look. If you've, if you've already used your wildcard or you don't plan to use it, Look at if get as many cities as you can. Perhaps look at Everton. Look at the Burnley defence. Look at Fulham. Could have they got options? There's Leeds and Southampton to consider, and then we can look at game week twenty six. Um, probably probably a fitting time, Karen, to we can sort of move the conversation on um, to have a look at um, the players involved. Um, but before we do that, I want to put up that this tweet that you put up on February the 1st. So this oh. is the announcement that's just been confirmed. So we sort of had an inkling because you put up there and you did this through your detective work. Now, you've, you've analysed the um, players in training, <laughs> the shirts, the hats they've been wearing, whatever. Uh, I say hats. Uh, Footballers don't really wear hats. Imagine yeah, the top hat. The silver hair. The silver hair, <laughs> the hair dye, the socks. Um, yeah. And you've been using your detective work. So tell us just briefly about what your detective work to, to alert us to this in um, in yeah. double game week 24 for Everton and Man City. Well, well, I mean, uh, detective work is what I do for a living as a fraud <laughs> analyst. So uh, uh, I do that 40 hours a week, um, mm-hmm. making sure, having my eye on the very specific details. And um, for some reason, it became like normal part of what I do. So... Um, this this uh, image um, is from a tweet came out from the Man City official mm-hmm. Arabic page, ah. um, where they were tweeting, "Okay, this is the fixture for the fixtures for February. Which game are you excited about?" Um, apparently, they did not think that they have FPL managers <laughs> following their page. Yeah. Um, and I was like, "Okay, this is the list of the fixtures, but what is that boat?" And it's it says in Arabic potentially playing a postponed game and in brackets it's not confirmed yet yes like, uh, this has to do with a double game result. so i rushed and i copied this and retweeted it and when i did um i was just like okay i i claimed like not intentionally in the tweet that it is confirmed double game week 24 but thankfully they did before the scout cast mm-hmm. so that's yeah. that's good now but when I say it's very likely, it's ever to, I did not really have another look because when I zoomed in, I was like, what is behind the text? Yeah. And it was the Everton flag just put there and faded, like really. So those, those looking at that image can see there's some yeah. there's some writing in Arabic across some faint yeah. images of badges. And you've had a close yeah. look at those badges and you discovered it was Everton's badge. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, I was like, is it Everton really? But I looked at the rest of the details with the text. It says, okay, put this on parts. So where is this game? Uh, the date is the 17th. Um, I think it's the only day that can 
be played or whatever. Um, and then, okay, you know, guys, it's Everton is, is the one. And I had a brief chat with uh, mm. Ben Crillon as well um, mm. through the post. It's like, why is in Southampton? I was like, okay, mm. well, it's it's printed there. Yeah. So uh, um, that's how I, I I found out. But yeah, yeah it's um, it's confirmed now. So oh, that's great. Um, good detective it's, work. It's, yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you so, very much. Um, um, what players should we be targeting? Well, <laughs> got yeah, some questions, are, I think, haven't we? That's what we are going to discuss now. And uh, of course, that, that also these questions are also from the community. Um, given City have a multiple double game weeks now, um, a triple up looks very vital for sure. Mm. Um, some of us have already tripled up on them, whether in defense or attack. But now we might discuss again or revisit which triple is the best, mm. um, attack or defense. Uh, Lord is asking, is it time for a double vision uh, who to target across the teams involved? Uh, last four game weeks. Is that an account? Last four no, that's uh, that's me saying this picture here is of the last uh, four game weeks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wow. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, one of those well, questions is about that, and okay. um, yeah, we can yeah we can address which city assets do you have now, and okay. well, um, well, let's what, put that... what changes have that made for you? Yeah. After consulting our post the last four game weeks, uh, here are the stats what? for the last four game weeks <laughs> hey, from, from Manchester City. So <laughs> that that should help for for talk about City. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, I've got I've got Gundogan myself. I have Edison. Because I'm boring, and I have John Stones because I got him after Christmas for some reason. Um, and I think if I was in an ideal world, I would possibly still have Edison for a bench boost, and I yeah. would probably have Diaz because he's marginally more nailed on, I would think. And Gunduan, I still think, is the one to get. And this is, I mean, yeah. obviously, but then there is De Bruyne, there is Sterling. But it's just the price and the points outlay. So I think I'm just going to probably sort... I've got stones at the moment. Stones to Diaz is the only... I think I might keep the others. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I've had a look at the schedule for Man City in February until mid-March. Mm. And uh, if... You, yeah. After playing uh, yesterday against Burnley, they are going to play nine games every three every three three days between each game until mid of March, which is hilarious, <laughs> including 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 the uh, Champions League games, and of course there is a chance to rest some players in the cup, but still the the, the schedule is very intense, mm. and uh, the fixtures you would think like Liverpool, Spurs, West Ham, Everton, they are not easy in general, so. Uh, I'm I'm on triple defense, and I'm actually considering moving away from at least one of them. Um, Laporte is back, and he got a game and uh, two starts actually. Uh, one of them as a center back, and one of them as a left back. And to me, he I thought he did he did very well. Um, Stones is the one that might actually miss out on the odd games because of. Yeah, I think Pep wants to make sure he's fit. Uh, he he doesn't do his hammy uh, mm. after a series of injuries in the last few seasons. Although he's doing brilliantly, and it's really hard to drop him. But I think for the sake of giving him a breathe and a rest and making sure he stays fit, I think Laporte might get some games from him. Um, Cancelo and Walker is 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 also a tricky one. Uh, mm. I know I know Walker is um, Cancelo is really really creative and um, 
there were some highlights where he's been so attacking. For some reason, I was not the most impressed about his performance yesterday, um, but he had a couple of attempts. So from a fantasy perspective, he could have had or chipped something. Um, but I think that Cancelo could be even more at risk now, mm -hmm. uh, not, not just because of the performance, but because of uh, giving enough minutes to Walker and Zinchenko, because all of them are fit now. And so Pep has the luxury uh, situation to use all the players. So nothing would surprise me anymore if Cancelo gets a brace and then gets a bench the game after. So to me, I think Diaz is nil undroppable. Uh, I think there was a stat, I can't have it, I, I don't see it now, but Diaz rarely, hmm. rarely get, gets a rest unless he's suspended. We, we, we had it last week, we, uh, the last time out, yeah. we, we had the minutes and um, yeah, Diaz was, um, yeah. was yeah. the one. So naturally, he's a very fit and he's a leader and Pep has talked yeah. about how he actually is aggressive and gives a lot to the defence. Um, so I think he, he is the one, if anyone. Um, in terms of attack... I still think Grundula, which is he is now on penalties. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure when KDB comes back, would he take it or leave it with Grundo? But still, at 5'9, he's still really cheap. Um, gets a lot to the box, 13 goal attempts, the most by any City players in the last four game weeks. However, I started to like someone else. Um, mm -hmm. He's not performing as 11.6 million just yet. But ah. if I want to move away from a defense and I want to stay in attack, then I think I will take a rest on Sterling. Um, I think the last four games, he had 11 attempts, second to Rondogan. And that's, that's marginally better than the, the four before that. Yeah. Um, he's it's, expected it's... to be involved in 2.31, uh, the most of any City asset mm -hmm. in the last four game weeks. Um, and yeah, five chance created is, is an okay number, but mm -hmm. Rondogan is far better than him with 13. So maybe Sterling, for, for me, as someone is struggling now with the rank, uh, fixtures are are there for for the taking for, for yeah. scoring goals. I think Sterling is worth is worth a shout. If you have him, I think he's an easy hold. Um, but if I don't, I would still consider him. Now I, I know people might get uh, okay. Grundogan is a crazy value, which I agree. But if you need that element of taking a risk and and we know Sterling he's capable of uh, of braces and so and he looked good against Burnley so things stand by him uh, especially if you are not so keen anymore on the double defense or even triple defense I think Sterling is is a good move yeah what the only the only thing on Gundogan is and don't get me wrong right he's great have him he's created what have we got here nine chances in the last three but mm -hmm. only had three shots two of those were goals in the last match, he had an XG of 0.03. It was Burnley. We know they're going to sell. You know, we've seen how Gundogan's scoring those goals. Yeah. It also matches this heat map, uh, heat map of not having almost any touches in the penalty area in the last match because yeah. those runs maybe weren't there for him. He's replacing with assists, which is all good. But I just keep an eye on if things are shifting or how City are playing against maybe a deep defence, whether Gundogan is the goal scorer. So for me, that would just be the difference between do I captain him or not, not yeah. versus whether I have him or not. Mm. Yeah, I like, I mean, Gundogan, I think, is nailed for me. As, yeah, he's an Nobody uh, for, in the team for can double play game his week, uh, yeah. asset. For me, Edison, and I think anyone else who wants a definite City defender that you know is going to start, Edison. And yeah. I, I, think, I think I'm going to stick with what I've got, but going into game 26, I'll pro I'm, I'm thinking of keeping Edison 
and then keeping and then and then moving for Diaz as well for that double up. So if if I can get double clean sheets, great. But Edison is that because what was that week? It was Cancelo and Stones didn't play. And there were quite a few with that double up of Stones and Cancelo. So therefore you miss out. You think you're going to get at least 12 points and you end up with, mm. with none or whoever your 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 bench players get. And mm. um, But I, I've, I've always been quite relaxed about City's defence having Edison and I'd be very, I'd be gobsmacked if he gets a rest. He's not, Pep's not, um, you know, it's only really Everton that that uh, the do the rotation of goalkeeper um, yeah. things, but um, yeah, Sterling is is interesting. Isn't it? Sterling's a game changer, isn't he? Because you could get him in and he yeah. could miss a game, and yeah. then, or you could get him in and he could get to a brace in each of the games. <laughs> um, yeah, worth yeah. noting that City have uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach on the twenty fourth of February in the midweek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I mean, realistically, we know almost every City player can be rotated and we sometimes don't even care. Does yeah. that maybe up the chances a little bit that mm. someone key could miss out? If if I don't give him the, the captaincy and he doesn't come on for a point, then I will take it because I would have I would have another chance to actually get a vice-captain points. But if he comes on for one point, that would be really annoying. And that's why I, I understand for some time this season and last season, I owned him in the right times, luckily. Um, but I can't imagine many others have, have had him for some time, including myself really early last season. I really struggled. I think part of me doing really bad last season is is because I owned the same for a really long time. But I think recently now, with the way with the new way that City are playing, by putting more players in the box, by making players more involved, Sterling is doing okay. I think since game week 19, he's been he's scored three goals and one assist in five. Of course, it's it's not it's not 11.6 million returns, but if you look at the people or uh, the players around them, Kane out, Vardy out, Salah is blanking. So, in perspective, he's not that worse. Um, he's not doing the 11.6 um, what he, what he should do uh, for for that premium asset. But he's comparable now. Mm. Uh, and with the fallout of the other premiums, um, th- yeah, I think, well, I mean, why not? When look at these City stats, what, what draws me out is the expected goal involvement. So Gundogan expected involved in about three, Sterling almost three, Cancelo mm. um, as a defender almost one, uh, Jesus uh, nearly two goals. This is over four game weeks. So I just, I'm just saying that, bearing that in mind, because <laughs> I'm going to put the Everton stats up now. And then um, Karim, you can take us through that. But one thing that people may notice is the expected goal involvement is it's only really Calvert-Lewin who's worth anything to get in. (laughs) Yeah, indeed. Um, So uh, another team that's involved in the double game week is Everton. Um, And yeah, uh, you can see the table here where it says, uh, well, uh, shots inside the box. Calvert-Lewin with seven, Richarlison with five. And the rest is the threes and ones, including mm. Rodriguez and Dinia. Um, t- to me, I feel like, okay, with Everton, I'm not too excited about the double game week because one of the games is against City and the other one against a relatively improved Fulham. I know they've been conceding again um, recently, but it feels like the Calvert one is an enough cover. Maybe Dinia, if, anyone, if anybody else. Um, I don't know what you think of Seb in terms of, of Everton. Um, are you keen on anybody else? I mean, similar to what you're saying, I think I almost prefer Dean over 
over Calvert-Lewin because if we go City, best team in the league by a mile, and their defence is really the thing, do we think Calvert-Lewin will score? Therefore, okay, it's two points, one points. Yeah, okay, Dean could get a minus seven. But if I'm looking at the Fulham game, maybe I prefer Luca Dean playing on the left wing to a Calvert-Lewin, just, you know, just on the percentages. I think a bit, I mean, a bit like City, depends how they're playing. I just wanted to, if you don't mind, very quickly on City and you were discussing Sterling. Something that was interesting to watch the other night when we were looking at the match is it kind of depends on the chances City create for Sterling. You saw that classic City goal of the get to the byline, cut it low across the area. Oh, it's Raheem Sterling to tap it in. His off the ball movement is elite, like close to best in the world, I I would venture. His actual finishing is average. Yeah. So if he's restricted to long shots or you know more difficult chances, maybe he scores fewer. If City are going to start to work out like De Bruyne likes to, like Gundogan managed to, like Cancelo seems to be able to, how to get those cutbacks across, or maybe you look at who they're who they're playing and how they defend, someone like Sterling maybe becomes more of an option. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, that's that's a good good insight there because definitely. I mean, I've so many times over the last few years, I've got City assets in in double game weeks and usually they disappoint. And usually it's because I haven't quite read the fixture or they're just not showing up. Um, What I like about Everton in Calvert-Lewin is that he's reliable, he's going to show up and he's clearly their main goal threat. Um, He got points this week and... And it wasn't an especially, you know, amazing Everton performance the last time out, but there were points there. And I think that, you know, he can nick a goal against Man City. Um, but yeah, Luca Dean would be the only other one. Um, I wouldn't expect a tremendous amount against Man City, but what's the other fixture? The other fixture is Fulham, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I'd be tempted by a bit in the chat actually talking about uh, Burnley defence and yeah. I, I think I'd be tempted in this double game week considering Burnley have Palace away and Fulham at home I'd be very tempted to have at least one Burnley defender I'm probably not going to get Pope because I've got Edison but um, was it you Seb or was it Josh last time out was talking about Ben Mee someone was urging uh, that, me. was, that wasn't me so it would have been Josh good. Um, I, I was talking about boring moves and how I was considering actually Edison to Pope, which I'm not now. Let me um, talk about me. And he said, he said, how about getting Ben Mee in? <laughs> and I said, I'm not sure I'm that, that boring, but I think I am that boring. And I think Ben Mee would be great to get in. And, <laughs> ben, and I, ben Mee's slightly more adventurous. And I'm thinking sure. I think getting, everyone will have And I think something like Ben Mee and Tarkowski could be great. I think getting spoiler, those two spoiler, in spoiler guys for a, later later for a, oh later <laughs> later but I, I do think getting those nailed on Burnley points at both ends of the pitch defenders in during a double game week a favourable one as well I think that's the way I might be going my other alternative might be Fulham attacker but I'm not sure of a place for one at the moment um, I'll put these other I'm going to put these other stats up I've got on um, so I put what Ca- I, Cavaliero's yeah. stats all right well, well this is what these stats show now these stats are um, all matches so I just went I just went went to town on this one um, I picked out all as many players as I could near the top from the six teams that are doubling in game weeks 24 and 25 and I sorted it by big chances so I'm pretty sure I've got them all um, um, up until so I think I, I drew the line at about three or four big chances so if they got less than that I didn't want to know um, but this showed that Bamford is an absolute must 
for um, double game week 25. 19 big chances, expected to be involved in 13 goals. I mean, Seb, you're a Leeds fan, so you're going to know exactly what Bamford's about. Um, game, I mean, game week 25, Seb, would you be looking at captaining him? Get it, well, I don't, get in and captaining? Is you know, it, I hadn't thought, I hadn't thought about fan. that. But I hadn't thought about that, but maybe I really like Rafina as a look for Leeds. Yes. But I think you're right, you probably want... I think with the wild card, I might have three leads and then move out of those three leads mm. quite quickly um, to set up for the rest. But Wolverhampton you know, that's, that's not a bad show. It's hard to hard to avoid, right? Wolverhampton away, Southampton at home, game twenty five double. Looking at these fixtures, this is all. This is the most out of any of those players. It's more than any City player in terms of big chances. Yeah. Um, and we we look we looked. Uh, we Everton did a good job us mm. uh, good job on us in the first half. Mm. And then I'd say we probably should have, uh, you know, we did not deserve to lose or deserve to lose. Fair enough. But we probably should have done better in the second half. We certainly looked better. Yeah. I would put those concerns of us looking poor for a couple of weeks behind us, to be honest. Um, just looking at these these chances. So for the benefit of those listening on the podcast, um, as I said, I've, I've, I've focused on big chances for the players involved. And this is the list that, and I'll, I'll go as far as I can before I run out of breath. Um, this, is, this is moving down. So top. Bamford, 19 big chances. Calvert-Lewin, 19 as well. And then you move down to Chris Wood. Now, he's in there, but with a caveat. Because if you look at um, whether they're getting converted, how many shots on target he's having, he's only having 18 over the whole season, compared to, say, 31 for Bamford. And then you're moving down to Sterling, as Cam was talking about. Che Adams, perhaps not to be uh, overlooked. De Bruyne, if he's fit, 11 big chances. Um, expected goal involved, more than 12 goals. And then you start getting to Cavalero. Cavalero, 5.3, Fulham with a favourable double game week. If I have a slot in my team, I would probably look at Cavalero because if I'm wildcarding after that, I'm not going to want a Fulham attacker long term, but certainly for a double game week. Ings creeping in there. Gundogan over the season. And bear in mind, it's only really in recent weeks where we've really seen what Gundogan's about. And then you've got the likes of Mitrovic, Lukman, Harrison, another option at Leeds, um, Richarlison. And these are sort of the players that perhaps have been in and out of the side. But Rafina has become has become into the into the game much more recently. And Dallas. So I've got Dallas still. I'm keeping Dallas. Happy to have him for the double game week. And it just shows, I mean, we're looking at the, the, the players there. There's a lot of Leeds attack. There's a hell of a lot of Leeds attack. So I'll be looking at Bamford, Calvert-Lewin, Possibly in Ings if he's if he's fit. Cavalero would be on my mind, and then elsewhere for me, defenders as well. So yeah. I don't know about either of you when you're looking at these sort of other teams as well. Unfashionable yeah. picks, perhaps. Yeah, I uh, just just to note something on Cavalero. Um, it might worth monitoring this, but he did not start the last two games, mm. and therefore just for the sake of guarantee, a player from Fulham, I think Lukman, who is okay. at five point zero, might be might be a safe option. Um, he's also involved in 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 a stat, so that's that's yes. good. I've, I thought I thought an hour ago when I saw the feature change, it's like ah, uh, the front three has to be Bamford, DCL. And Ames, I've had I have a, I had a long experience with Adams. I'm not going anywhere, mm. even if he's five million. Um, I think Ames is the one I would get, but still we have Antonio in our teams, and he is probably one of the best strikers we, we do have now. So it will come at a big cost, but I think it's worth taking for Ames. Um, 
Richarlison is not intriguing me, to be honest. For, yeah, I don't know. Um, the Leeds guys, Rafinha. Rafinha, mm. he's so good. He's a very oh, good yeah. one. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, at his price, he's also a bargain. So we are fortunate this time of, of, of the season to have a lot of five sub or 5.5 sub players like Saka, Sauchek, uh, Rafinha. Those players, you just need to pick. Just pick one of them and stick with them. So I, I think those names stand out for me. Of course, Grondelan is still in the mix for me. Um, yeah, Sterling is the premium one uh, from from the list. He is someone I'm looking at him myself. Um, yeah, Chris Wood. No. I don't know. No, no. He, he he would stay in the cage for have me. You got, have, you got, have, you, have you still got him in your cage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's here. He's there here. He is. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's still here from the Hollywood time. Um, yeah. So, yeah, how about yourself, Seb? I, just looking at it, here's one for you. It's sort of an outside shot because it relies on Brighton beating Leicester. But Brighton could have Burnley 23, Aston Villa 24, Crystal Palace 25, both of those are at home, and then a double of West Brom and Newcastle in 26. Mm. Now, like I say, I think they'd have to beat Leicester, if I've got that right, uh, relying on the, uh, the knowledgeable Twitter yeah. here. But if they did... That's a pretty decent run of fixtures and a double for the second Spurs. best defence over. Yeah, just mm. beaten Spurs, just beaten Liverpool, Leicester's yeah, and not... And the second best defence over the last four, so... It's not unusual. But the, yeah, D- Dan Byrne playing left wing back. My, my only caveat with that is in the cup, uh, Potter tends... I mean, he, he rotates a lot, but you will see a lot of players where you'll go, who? Huh? Um, yeah. So it's a sort of Percy Tau kind of... Um, kind of events and you'll see a lot you'll see some players um, but you never know because we'd, ne- we'd never heard of Sanchez in goal um, until until a few weeks ago and suddenly he's the best goalkeeper at the club that's kept four clean sheets including against Spurs speak, and Liverpool speak, speak for yourself I've been benching him for months <laughs> you've been benching him for months but yeah, yeah. Uh, we've all heard of, yeah that's speaking, actually speaking of Brighton uh, three goals yeah did you see the um, again this was on Twitter it's, it's not my work um Something I put in our conversation earlier, Joe, where I don't think I'll have it, so I'll try and describe it visually. But oh, yes. speaking of Potter, mm. how over his time with you, uh, if we were to visualize this, we've got expected mm. against and expected for goals. And there's a red line, which is against, and it is above the blue line, which is goals for, pretty much entirely for the first couple of seasons. And then they make a nice little switcheroo. There's a horrible pointer mm. at the end of last, beginning of this, but they switch and then they don't come back. And they are now looking a lot better. It's the first time that consistently they've expected to score more goals than they would concede. And not only that, in the last few, they are diverging even further from each other. So if there was a sign of someone who is maybe getting the players he wants, getting the tactics he wants, getting the buy-in he wants, and also pulling it off on the pitch, I would say Brighton and Potter, maybe if they don't get that double, it's one just to keep in our mind for the future. But they look to be improving. It's a a funny story, but maybe Joe has a a screen for that. Brighton, the Brighton's defense is yeah. as solid as Man City, more or less. Well, let's let's get uh, it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, yeah. this is four uh, clean sheets in four. Big chances conceded. Best. Last four, um, four yeah. clean sheets for Brighton, four clean sheets for City. Best defense. Yeah. Man City has conceded one big chance over the last four. Brighton have conceded two. Bearing in mind, Southampton have conceded dunk. sixteen. That's a bit of dunk here. A bit of dunk. Um, <laughs> Sanchez, all the gang. Burn, yeah. Webster, all the boys, and of course, Ben yeah. White. Four, five, and low are just bring, um, just get in, yeah. 
Um, it's probably, I mean, before we move on to, I just want to talk about sort of recalibrating what we're thinking about defences and captaincy. Um, before we move on, um, because it's so big, the uh, the double game weeks, was there anything else either of you wanted to say about any particular players to target? Um, otherwise, we'll just move on. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we could talk about it for another two hours, but I, I, I probably I probably want a little bit of time for my thoughts to settle okay. a little. I'm sure there's other people who have some pretty okay. solid ideas over the next few days. Okay, so yeah, ne- next next scoutcast we'll we'll have a bit more on that. Um, but yeah, the um, looking at the big chances conceded, the so-called whipping boys table we've got up on screen here. This shows that over the last four matches, Southampton now Southampton's stats have been slightly skewed by the fact they just got beaten nine nil by Manchester United. Um, but nevertheless, um, they were pretty they were pretty poor before that, and that's because they're racked with injuries. Their centre backs, uh, Romeo's out. Um, yeah, it's not not looking good. Um, but looking at those those uh, so what I did is I had a look over a um, bit bit further. So for example, with Southampton, I looked I looked further back, and they were still in the in the bottom six in terms of big chances conceded. Um, the reason I mention this is because more than two point two million managers captain Mo Salah game week 22 against Brighton and uh, he blanked of course and then looking at these stats we know it shouldn't really be a surprise yet we all well 2.2 million captain him I think we all did as well and I look at it now and I think yeah I really shouldn't have done that and perhaps as the captaincy goes I shouldn't I should have looked at that and thought well hang on a minute the Brighton defence is good there were worse defences so Lampton's defence was actually in the bottom six Fernandez would have been a better shout is that hindsight um, is that looking at that? So I, I look back and say, for example, when City played Sheffield United, I ended up by default <laughs> having Gundogan as my captain. But he was my vice captain. But I didn't captain him because I didn't fancy a City asset to haul against Sheffield United. I preferred elsewhere. Um, you know, happened to have injuries that that time. But I just wonder the, whether we should be sort of you know refocusing who we're captaining and when, and pay more attention to. Um, Certain certain matchups, um, uh, certain um, deficiencies in particular defences. Um, so one of the things I looked at. So this is an example of something I looked at. And this is now scoring a header is quite tricky. <laughs> it's, much, it's harder to score with your head than your foot. But nevertheless, um, this is just I'm using this as an example really. So I've got some stats up on the screen here, and what we're looking at is uh, in Southampton, um, in Palace, and Fulham. If we look a bit d- deeper into these sort of stats, defensive stats, over the last four, Palace have conceded the most headed goal attempts and Fulham have conceded the second most headed goal attempts. They've conceded 14 and, they, and Fulham have conceded 11. So why is that interesting? So why is that interesting? Because it could affect who we're going to captain as well. The figures I've got here are looking at, um, this is for all season in terms of headed goal attempts and headed goal attempts on target who is top it's Bamford who is also in the top four Suchek and then you look at the fixtures who is playing Palace next Leeds Bamford so looking at this I'm thinking why am I captaining why am I bothering thinking about say Son or Fernandez and these heavy hitters why am I looking at this and thinking Palace can't can't keep out headed goal attempts Bamford is the headed goal guy why aren't I using that? For the same, for example, why why would I even consider benching Suchek? Why shouldn't I captain Suchek? He has had eight goal, um, goal, heavy goal attempts on target. 
that's that's he's the fourth in terms of heavy goal attempts of any player this season, and yet and and looking down who he's playing, so Suchek is playing, dun, 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 looking at playing Fulham, who are conceding that. I use that as an example, and I quite like these matchups. But it is uh, the caveat is it's hard to score with your head than your foot. Um, but um, I don't know if it brings any thoughts for you to about how you're perhaps rethinking the captaincy, perhaps looking at defence more. I think I think you said it there uh, just at the end where it's hard to score a header. This is quite this mm. is some really nice, uh, really nice work, to be fair. Mm. I guess it's one of those you only look at this at your second stage of investigation. Yeah. You know, if Salah, make a bad example, is playing West Brom at home, yeah. maybe you don't go this deep. But if you're looking for an alternative, this is probably more useful than looking at ownership, right? This is mm. some solid stuff. You know, let's not worry about what other people are doing. If I can identify the best captain, let them come to me. So, yeah, I really like this. And maybe I'm not captaining Suchek. I don't know him at the moment. But like you said about the benching, Bamford's an interesting one with, I have a, I have yeah. a mixed relationship with FPL and Leeds, as we know. But I wonder if it's one of those, Bamford's going to be 8.5 million or 8 million or something next year. Do you suddenly feel a lot better about captaining him because he's eight million? If Gundogan was eleven good, million, do you captain him? Karen, what do you think about yeah. that? About the the whole notion of price and captaining players? Uh, I, I definitely, somehow, in the back of my mind, think about the price when I captain somebody because I thought like, why do I have to own that eleven million or twelve million player if I don't captain him? And I think we are discussing this now. And this this is how class might grow to history if people captain Southchick and he scores next game. But uh, the, the the reason we are initially talk about this is because we are struggling with the failure of the premiums. Um, mm-hmm. We had a lot of nice matchups in the last few weeks with Fernandez against Sheffield with Fulham, and they either blanked or just an assist or a very minimum return. KDB in the double game week, the best game week you might get this season. He 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 got an assist and an injury. So there is some sort of a frustration from the returns coming back from the captaincy. And that's why we are currently looking at those um th- those captaincy mm-hmm. options. It's, it's specifically talking about Saujik, uh, I'll be happy to play him yeah. every week and score 38 goals, but I wouldn't probably be that brave to captain him just because of his positioning. Yeah, I know he is going a lot for the headers or so, but I cannot afford to see him one game, especially if I want to watch him because he's my captain. I don't want to afford to watch him playing as a pure CDM in that particular game for a tactical reason. Uh, maybe Antonio is somebody that he yeah. is good. He can score headers. Maybe yeah. he'll be more intriguing. He's got but more, yeah, in more, general, more breadth to him in attacking yeah. threats. Is, is yeah. that something you take into account, Karen? You said you you didn't want to watch him play because he might be deep or what have you. You know, the old don't captain the first player on a Saturday morning or whatever, which yeah. is maybe not based in logic. But but it's an emotional thing. And if it's going to ruin your weekend, hey, yeah. unless you're going to win FBL, probably don't ruin your weekend. Yeah, I think I think with the captaincy, it has something to do with it. I know, I know for example, a lot of managers don't like to own Callum Wilson because he plays for a Newcastle. But the first, the first 10 game weeks, I owned him in that period and he was a goal guy. I didn't have to watch him. I know the points are coming. So when it comes to FPL points, um, the likes of Callum Wilson, you don't really need to watch Newcastle for him to get, to get points. But I wouldn't still be like very brave to captain him. I'd like to watch someone I captain. But coming back to the original point, which is mm-hmm. about the, the, captaining, the captaining other players, I think we are in the stage where 
you can decide to play a bit safe or you start to take some risks. If if I am if if you are around the one million mark, maybe you would start thinking about some of those decisions. But if you are in the top hundred k or so, there are some still decent options. I know that um, Son, for example, has a very nice game next game week. Although Spurs are one nil down and doesn't look like that they have touched the ball in the first half, <laughs> but it's a still they are still playing with Sprom. Um, Effective ownership comes into the equation as well because when it's like 130% and he, he scores, you would imagine, then it would be really bad. Um, but for example, next game week, Danny Ains against Newcastle, a reaction after each big defeat mm. versus Newcastle who looked really bad. That he might be on paper really a decent captain option, but would you be psychologically ready to captain him and wait for I, I don't know another bad game from Southampton or or a, a good reaction. It, it could go either way, really. So yeah, I'm, I think I need I'm, more, I'm more keen Southampton me. players back. I need more first teamers back at Southampton, especially because Newcastle. Yeah. Now Newcastle got a new assistant manager, a new. Um, they've mm. certainly got um, you know a new new side to their management structure where. Um, they look they look pretty good in the last couple of matches, Newcastle. And so I'm sort of recalibrating yeah. how I'm thinking about Newcastle. In terms of big chances conceded as well, last four. Um, you know, they're on a par with West Ham, Everton, um, just just um, a little bit worse than Arsenal. And they I mean they're nowhere near um, the likes of Fulham and West Brom and, and Crystal Palace. Let me let me throw a couple of things in there. So you mentioned ownership, effective ownership there, Karen. Yeah. I would say that, and this is just me, happy to be proven wrong, you know, I'm not 1FBL, I'm currently ranked 300k or something, so hey, fair enough. Yeah. Effective ownership doesn't bother me with the captain. The only time I will consider it is if I can't separate two players. Now, of course, you know, we're trying to predict points. Sometimes we can't separate players quite often. But if we knew who was going to score the most points every week, we'd just captain them. We don't know that, we're trying to predict it. Yeah. But I will not look at ownership if I think I know who's going to score the most in a week. Yeah. If I if I think it's close, I might not even look at it. I'll probably start looking at something like Joe's headed goal attempts first. Ownership doesn't matter unless you're going to also score more points with it. It's a modifier that means you do more well or more badly, to put it in mm. bad English, yeah. as opposed to changing how many points you're going to score. Um, looking at you know looking at the defences as well and how we're our attitudes to captaincy. Um, so for example. Um, Fernandez would be a great option, I think, on paper, but he's playing Everton. Now, Everton is sort of in that mid-ground. They could sk- concede, and they could concede heavily. I don't know, though. Um, and that's that, That's the sort of middle ground. They haven't kept any clean sheets in the last four. Um, but fairly, I mean, just seeing Brighton down there, it's quite... Uh, I, I feel stupid now, Captain Salah. I really do. <laughs> um, because the stats were there. The signs were there. And it isn't a case of hindsight. They really was there. Um, so, for example, I wouldn't captain Salah against Man City. I certainly, and I'm, I'm benching, and we'll come to our teams, and I think you both are as well, benching Calvert-Lewin. Because in terms of big chances conceded, Manchester United are pretty tidy at the moment. Um, whereas I'm looking at those other defences at the top. And Antonio and Bamford are definitely in my thoughts for the yeah. captaincy. Um, let's have a look at the fixtures. Next four. Um, looking at these, so what I've done is I've sorted these by difficulty using the Fantasy Football Scout. 
um, ticker. This next four fixtures, and a bit later, Karen's going to pick a differential. Um, Fancy Football Scouts partner with Football Index, so there may also be players that are looking at buying through there. Uh, football Index, that's where you can buy and sell shares in players using Fancy Football Knowledge to make a profit. Um, you can sign up to, to that today. They've got a seven-day, £500 money-back guarantee. Link in the description uh, below to sign up, as well as a link to check out the full terms and conditions. Uh, reminder, this is for 18 plus only, and please gamble responsibly. You can check out begambler.org, and there's a link for this in the description as well. So looking at these next four fixtures, this is pre-double game weeks. <laughs> so we can shoehorn in all the fixtures we've been talking about earlier. This will be updated possibly while we've been on air, Definitely later um, tonight or, or tomorrow. I'm sure that will that will happen. But this shows that perhaps the single game week fixtures and those who have a double, that Palace have actually got quite a nice run. Except I do think they're a bit susceptible with Leeds, Burnley, Brighton, and Fulham. Though that could be some that could be some joy for Zaha owners. Brighton, as we mentioned there, Burnley, Villa, Crystal Palace, and West Brom. Um, that's a really nice bunch of fixtures. Burnley, we mentioned last last time that Burnley have a nice little run now. Brighton, Crystal Palace, West Brom. I'm going to include Tottenham in that as well, um, unless Kane's back and firing. Fulham, good fixtures and the double. Uh, West Ham, and then they've got Sheffield United and Crystal Palace. We can add in those other fixtures as well that we've been mentioned. And right the way down, Man City uh, got Liverpool, Tottenham, and then Arsenal, West Ham, United. I think in terms of... Their defence, I think in terms of them hauling, I think I don't think you're going to be seeing some 5 nils there. But I think you could be seeing some 1 nils, nil nils. I think they're going to, I think investment in the Man City defence looks good. Um, Leicester have got, um, they've got Wolves next, I don't think it's too bad. Then Liverpool and then Villa and Arsenal. So they're, they're low down the ticker. Same with Liverpool. I know a few are thinking of moving Salah on to Som. Um, well, I'll be looking at Som tonight to see if that's possible but at the moment I might as well just keep um, Salah because even though you've got City and Leicester next it's Everton and Sheffield United um, um, but I don't know looking at these fixtures here any any sort of thoughts? I think for me it's changed a lot by that wild card and double game week so maybe this is this is really useful information who for people who don't single, have the wild card yeah, or choose not to, not to play well. yeah exactly um, so we're talking about Salah there for me I might even get rid of him this week, mm. just because if I have a team for one more week, he's playing Man City, he's best defence in the league. I'm not saying I will, but that's a good source of trying to get Kane if I'm trying to do if, something like that. If if there was a double game week player midfielder that I desperately wanted for game week 24, I might move early. Um, but there isn't really, because it's Burnley, Fulham, Everton, and I'm already stocked up on Man City. And there's no midfielders from those other teams that I'm really overjoyed about but then Leeds in game 25 double and you mentioned Rafina. I don't have Rafina, and then they play Palace so I wonder if I might get Rafina in for Salah is that a move I didn't well, cash out the money and I've already, got, I've already got six and a half million in the bank <laughs> oh. I don't know we don't that. need the premiums we don't need the premiums we, we, we've, we've just <laughs> talked about you know captaining non-premium something I guess to shout out there is if you look at just top point scorers so far yeah. on FPL. Uh, let's look at the midfielders. There's a lot of money there. Fernandez, Salah, Son, Dan Grealish, Rashford, Suchek doing bits, yeah. and yeah. Then Sterling. So I think, and you look at the forwards, it's Kane, Bamford's in there, Vardy. Mm. So there's maybe a bit more of a mix-up than most seasons, but you're still getting a lot of the big names up there. 
I think rather than completely disregarding premiums altogether, it more goes back to, can I target when they're going to do well, when they're not doing well? Maybe that's yeah. what we're seeing with Salah. Because clearly at some point over the season, Fernandez is scoring more points than everyone else. But what I want to do is get rid of him when he's not scoring those yeah, points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. But something, something about these names, like um, many of those, like Salah and Son, they have got like almost 90% of their points like almost two months ago. Mm. On five game weeks without anything. Yeah. Salah, uh, uh, seven, eight game weeks, just that, just the brace last week. Mm-hmm. So actually, if you look further down the list, you will not see, like there are not many points between the budget midfielders and the expensive ones. So you see Grealish, Southchick, uh, Zaha, Madison, Barnes, like within 10 points away from the Rashford, from the Sterling. So you will get much better value if, if you start to mix up and get this value. I, I, I'm saying value because we used to use the term value to fund the other premiums, but actually they are the value and they are the premiums at the same time, for, funny enough. Yeah. So I mean, maybe... value almost doesn't matter now, does it? It's just no. going to score more points and yeah, exactly. check and Grealish. Yeah. Um, I think, I wonder if, like, you mentioned Son is such a good example of he scored, was it four goals and an assist in that one week? So a lot of his points are coming from there. I often wonder if FBL, if all you could do was set up a team in August, and then that was your team for the entire season. You could change nothing. I always wonder if I'd do a lot better because predicting those long-term trends, Fernandez obviously yeah. going to score points, De Bruyne yeah. going to score points. It's when we get to that week-to-week churn that maybe, hey, the best managers really show themselves because it's identifying that, for example, like you said, Son might score the most points over the course of a season, but on a week-to-week basis, can I do better pound yeah. for pound? Did we, did we try something, uh, a tool like uh, if, you ch- if you don't change your team since game week one, like a, a month or a month, and a half ago it was a trend on twitter to use that tool yeah and i found myself like 25 points worse all the efforts all the yeah. energy all the tinkering <laughs> and in my team i had virgil van dyke who is injured for ages and i i, I don't know who i had it up front but it, it was pretty pretty bad um and, and so yeah predicted these names but i had son i had Callum wilson i had fernand yeah. i had salaf no, I didn't have Salah. I had uh, Sterling from the beginning. So these names will still be high up there, but would you have that enough patience? Because you, the game is about the dynamic. You have to bring in players. You have to take out players. But the likes of Salah, mm. he should be taken out seven game weeks ago, but you will mm. always have the, the, the feeling that it's Salah, it's Liverpool. Well, he I, has the category. Um, I could have done. When, do when I had Mane, if Mane had got injured, I would have moved... Perhaps Salah on, on that current form, and I've done that many times before, and 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 I often find whichever one you have, they pretty much match each other. Whether that's getting nothing called big hauls, um, but yeah, I think I think Salah is dispensable at the moment, especially looking at those fixtures, looking at the double game weeks to come. Liverpool are not needed, especially if you're going to wild card a bit later. Um, a lot of people in the chat are talking about Antonio or Suchek as a captaincy shout, so they clearly looked at that, that those Fulham stats we put up as well but and um, with 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 these premiums these well-owned players underperforming obviously the search for differentials hots up we had we had lots to offer last week um and uh, josh did ever so well uh, recommending luke shaw good timing because we've been talking about luke shaw for a little while and his stats mm-hmm. and it was good timing where luke Better shaw could have potentially hauled big time if he wasn't taken off early we've had cancelo um i think that was your your pick um 
Karen or Seb? I can't remember which. I I went Cancelo. Yeah. That was it. Uh, I, I went Cancelo before. Oh, had, yeah, we, we've had it twice, haven't we? Gunduan as well has been one of yours. Um, Antonio was one of mine. Cash, one of yours. Um, so yeah. we've, we've had some good successes recently. So, Karen, it's Karen's turn next. Um, who is the best low-owned 5% or under gem for the next four matches? Okay, so I... At, at uh, half an hour before the beginning of the scouts, I had two names, mm. and, and none of them are, is defend um, is a striker, and none of them is a midfielder. It's both are defenders. And then with the announcement, um, I just it was easy to to pick that one. So um, for for next four game weeks, which is to me uh, it represents six potentially six games for mm. that player, um, they play. Uh, let me get the um uh, they play brighton mm-hmm. which can scream and then nil then they play palace and west brom palace and west brom are uh, second and the third worst in terms of um shots conceded headed headed goal attempts conceded and that says been me uh 4.9 uh, someone I'm looking at him myself to replace potentially John Stones uh, okay. because I want to free up that slot. Um, each season, mm-hmm. Ben Me is someone as like I wish I own him, but we always get like okay, Lawton or uh, Peters or uh, the other fullback uh, Char- Charlie Tyler, who are much cheaper. But we know in Burnley the fullbacks are useless in terms of attack returns. Um, ben Me, he has always that two to three. Attacking returns. So, if there's any time where Birmingham might score, Actually, he's my top target. <laughs> yeah, I, I said uh, earlier, well, he's, there he's, you go. he's bizarrely yeah. my top target. I was saying that, that's a spoiler. You you, you mentioned my my pick well, uh, I, during the scout, but that 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 means it could be. As, as an Edison yeah. owner, I cannot yeah. look at those double game weeks for Burnley without yeah. a Burnley defender. Then yeah. me, um, yeah. I think those with or targeting Pope double up. Get Pope yeah. and me. And many of us have already Martinez, and they will not be keen to no. either have a second goalkeeper in Pope, that's too much money, or replace Martinez because he's too good. So the alternative is to actually have a defender. And I think just for that, because because I think budget now doesn't matter much, mm. looking at the number of injured premiums or the, the ones that are not delivering. And of course, many of us have already a good team value. They can afford someone more like uh, Lauton at 4.4, I think Burnley is worth a is worth a shout. So Burnley, Crystal Palace, Fulham, West Brom. Add to that the double game week in twenty four with, yeah, with uh, Fulham. I'm on it. I'm on it. That's yep. it. It's in my head there at the go. moment. Burnley. I, I, I feel like I feel yeah. like I should hate it, but I don't. It makes so much sense. Yeah, there love you go. It. Yeah. I love it. So Josh hinted at Burnley. Karen's given given the full Burnley treatment. Fish made it official. Mm. Um, Ben me time and look at those fixtures they yeah. look really good if you have tents. if you have Nick Bob I don't think it's doubling up on me is a is a bad idea at all mm. that's I think where the advantage can, can yeah. come from I've, I've troubled up on City defense the last two games just because I want to take some advantage some to gain some more of course I was a trod last game mm. which is two of the, my three did not play and although this game with the three have returned I did not get and I did I got a red, a red, a red arrow because Gondolian has returned and Everybody else has returned, but I think there are still more opportunities, especially in Burnley defense, um, because I think given they have no strikers, they might try to get few nails or one nails, 
So surely that that tells there are some clean sheets on, Good. Good. on yeah. the horizon. Massive, massive approval from me. Um, I'm, I'm on that. Um, let's move on to our transfer and captaincy plans. Um, so this is me. Uh, not me, not Ben me. This is my team, um, <laughs> rather. Uh, I've got a 3-5-2. I'm not going to bench Suchek again. No way. After seeing him as fourth in the list of headed goal attempts and Palace as so poor. You think he will score? Or it's just because... I don't know. I, I just think we are he, starting him, he will blank. He, he could. <laughs> so I don't want him on the bench. So I've got a 3-5-2. Edison in goal. Justin, Kufau and Dallas. I've got mm. Grealish. Currently in my bus team, Fernandez, but I think that may change. Salah, Gundogan, Suchek, up front, Bamford, Antonio. On my bench, first sub, Calvert-Lewin. I didn't think I'd do that, um, but uh, on paper, Suchek looks a better shout for points than Calvert-Lewin against quite a tight Manchester United um, team. And I don't, I don't think Everton are fully at the races yet. Um, I benched John Stones against Liverpool because Liverpool could score, but also I've got Edison. Um, I, I'm i sort of hedging my bets a bit there. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe there'll be a clean sheet and I'll be pleased about it. Um, and then I've got Mitchell those out the side. Um, so Mitchell, I've got lots of money in the bank. I'm not going to do anything. I think basically if Son was going mad tonight, hat-tricks, Spurs were looking amazing then I would consider. West Brom concede a lot of big chances. We've had Ted on a number of times. He's shown us graphically that um, uh, that Son has a, a take has a lot and takes these big chances. He does not get a lot of small chances. West Brom concede a lot of big chances. So on paper, that looks good, but Spurs are just not with it at the moment without Kane. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that could be, that could be one nil. Bergwijn or goal or Dyer or something like something horrible like that. Um, I'm, I think given the doubles in 24, 25 and 26, I'm going to hold my transfer. I already have a strong bench. And then in 24, I might make three moves. I'm really going to town on that double game week. I might make two. Um, just use those two free transfers. Ben Mee is definitely a target. Luca Dean is a target. Um, Rafina, the following double game week is a target they're my rough targets at the moment and a Fulham player possibly possibly um, so that's that's me that's would you would you bench Salah in favour of Calvert-Lewin yeah, it's between it, it is between Salah and Calvert-Lewin um, the thing about Salah is that in the last including cup matches he has scored two braces in his last four matches um mm-hmm. So if I think about the possibility of goals, it's Salah there. But you know, he's not even, he's nowhere near the reckoning for vice-captain. In in the last four, his XGI is 2.9, which is behind Bruno and Gundogan on 3.83 and 2.94 respectively. So that's decent. It's more just, I guess. I'm not. I'm not really recommending this. I'm wondering. The city defense is really strong. City, it's the best defense. Yeah. He just failed to score against Brighton, who are the second best and City are the best <laughs> so why is he going to score against them um, arguably should have scored against Brighton I yeah. guess but but he didn't no yeah. but he didn't should have would have could have and he couldn't um, so um, yeah so, I mean, if as I said if Son had done really well um, I would have I would have um, moved Salah to Son and I'm still am in the market and if and if a double game week a midfielder 
was there. But already I'm benching Calvert-Lewin and Stone. So I'm, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. That'd be a bit oh, weird. I, I mean, I? I prefer the players you've got on the field. If Even if you're like, oh, mm. benching a city defender, benching Calvert-Lewin looks weird. I prefer the players you have on the pitch, give yeah, or take. I do, yeah. I, I don't know. Is it, well, I'm sure there'll be, there'll be um, news coming out over the next day or so. Uh, before, but um, yeah, hopefully I'll, I'll better do nothing. More all about the captaincy mainly. Um, Antonio Bamford Fernandez, probably my big shouts. Karen, let's have a look at your team. You got Martinez, Cancelo, Diaz, Kufal, then Salah, Son, who's your vice captain. No Son against West Brom, vice captain. That says it mm. says a lot. Um, yeah. Suchek, Fernandez, captain Barnes, Antonio Bamford, and on your bench you've also got Calvert Lewin. Um, John Stones, you've already got double city defence, so um, you'll be you'll be happy. Yeah, we might there. be triple. Let's see. Could be, and then you got Holding. Um, yeah, and Foster. Yeah. Um, so yeah, is... Any changes to this? Well, I've got two free transfers, and I'm determined not to use more than one, just because I have a strong, I have an eleven player to carry me on this game week, and I really need to use two transfers uh, within the doubles. Uh, also, by next week, we'll know more about the future double game week, so that will be a great uh, advantage to have. Um, uh, uh, probably I posted yesterday on, on Twitter, I slept on Salah first sub, and there was there was a note in the chat says, um, oh my days, what's this guy, Ryan, benching Salah? I mean, somebody who has a blank in seven and eight game weeks. deserve to be benched, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if, if Salah was not 12.7 million, and that's, that's the main the main discussion we had today is how we make choices based on the prices uh, somehow. Somebody who has not scored in seven of the last eight matches against the very best defense in the league by a country mile, I don't see him scoring. But Don't, it, don't, it also... don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not benching Salah. I'm not saying bench Salah. Yeah. But it's interesting to think about. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Considering... I mean, I, I, might still, I might still bench one of them, or if I do stones to bend me, I have to start him, and it might come at the cross of Diaz. So it's a lot of some contradictory, but I think this game will be will not be a, a goal fest because both teams will, will don't, don't want to lose, especially Liverpool because losing the game might take them effectively out of the title race. So I can't see it out a nil nil game. Uh, City don't want to go really far for the game. They will be happy with uh, with a draw. So I think from a tactical standpoint, I can see a very tight game um, with the, with the current form that we have at the back. It 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 gives an extra incentive to say, well, I fancy a clean sheet even at Anfield. Um, why not? Mm. Um, the rest will be Fernandez for now is a captain. <sighs> Depends on what Sun does. It doesn't seem he's gonna do anything. So um, that's not encouraging. And sometimes. Sometimes, although the the the, the Fernandez planned a few game weeks, sometimes the premiums come back and show their worth, and that's what happened with the last game week with Fernandez. At least I know there are some extreme circumstances that helped him out to to get those 17 points, but he has a good record in the first reverse fixture against mm-hmm. Everton, and uh, I'm not I'm not uh, ruling out if Pickford comes no. back that Fernandez will have some joy there. Other than that, it might be it might be Antonio as well. He's a he's a candidate. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. Um, let's move on. Seb, you have uh, Sanchez. Hooray! Finally um, gets the nod in goal uh, in a three-five-two. 
You've got um, Dyer, who I believe gave away a penalty to Chelsea tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, Cancelo and Stones. Um, Son, captain. Um, so you've gone for the premium effective ownership strategy <laughs> for that one. Uh, Fernandez, we'll, we'll see, we'll see about Salah, Gundogan, yeah. uh, Saka. Uh, um, and then you've got Watkins, Antonio. Antonio, your vice-captain. And then on your bench, Martinez, Calvert-Lewin, Robertson, and Kilman, so there could be some bench points there, but um, yeah, so yeah, we all we've been talking about today is why perhaps people should be looking elsewhere from captaining a player like Son. Um, are you are you going to stick with that, or are you tempted by someone like Antonio? I think I will captain Antonio, but there's a little bit of time to go. Let's see. I'd like to have a little look into it. Here you go. But, yeah, I mean, if. If someone likes on with his big chance and never think he's playing West Brom, it feels good. But if they don't have Kane, I don't know about those big chances. Mm. Also, those big chances, a little bit of context, are often him breaking a high line, right? I'm, I'm sure plenty of them aren't that. Yeah. But it feels like a lot are. Yeah. That's probably the one thing West Brom aren't going to give them. So, and Antonio is probably outperforming him recently. Yeah. He's playing yeah. a Fulham side. Yes, they've improved, but are capable of conceding. West Ham looked awesome the other night. Antonio, at some point, is gonna score for yeah, He's gonna do a Norwich he's, basically. He's putting he's yeah. putting he's putting in really good numbers and great performances. I feel hopefully, like I might stick it on him. Hopefully he does it before mm. he does his hammy. I'm, I'm tempted. <laughs> yeah. it, Antonio, yeah, it's gonna I'm gonna tomorrow it's gonna be like a Bamford's and then Antonio and Fernando. Yeah the luxury to think about the like, budget takes as captains this DM week. So yeah. go for it. Why not? Yeah. yeah. So the other thing to mention in this squad as well is obviously mm-hmm. I mentioned I'm probably going to wildcard in 24. Mm-hmm. I have two free transfers. I need to use them. This I say I need to. Anyone who forces themselves into using them because they're going to wildcard or worse, chooses not to wildcard because they've got two free transfers, those decisions aren't connected. Make the best decision you can for your team. If you burn a transfer, no worries. For me, I'm probably going to use two of them to get the best team I can this week and then wildcard. So you're seeing Robertson benched. I obviously mentioned Salah earlier. Mm. I've got two City defenders in there. There's a good chance I'm losing two players there that are currently starting. I'm tempted. I know I've said I might not captain Son. I'm tempted to drop Salah, bring Kane in if he's fit. Son and Kane is probably something other people don't have just for that one shot hit. But what I probably will do at the end is go after Leeds versus Palace. Mm. Bamford and Rafina getting in there somewhere. Uh, yeah, and again, that could be for, that could be for Salah, but then I could wildcard him straight back in. So I'm just trying to get the best team for 23 I can. So I've just I've just um, used the rate my team computer um, from Fantasy Football Scout. Imagine this, this is this giant room like in the 1950s or 1960s James Bond film. Uh, massive room of computers all whirring away. Um, this this still favours the premium picks like Son and Fernandez um, and uh, Salah, but. Down, down the list there, the top, the top sort of credible option is Bamford, um, who's anticipated uh, to get at least five, maybe six points at least there. So if he's if he's got that figure, if you're captaining him, it could be a double digit haul. Bamford looking good there, um, and also um, Sterling, Ings is in the mix, and then Rafina. So one, two, three. I think he's in the top ten. Rafina. So if you're mm. if you're thinking of getting in Bamford and Rafina, this is why I'm actually. <laughs> Bizarrely, if I did make a move, it would be Salah to Rafina because Rafina has got a great fixture, and I want him for game week twenty-five. I, I know I definitely mm. want him game week twenty-five. So yeah, good moves, yeah. good moves. Um, we've really gone to town on the members area um, today. 
lots and lots of look at the season ticker. All of that's going to be updated. Um, all of the rate my team and everything's going to be updated. Um, and we've also had a look at all the, the stats as well. Lots of good stuff there. Um, looking at clean sheets, expected goal involvement and things like that. So do have a look at these uh, uh, members benefits there. Lots, uh, lots on the website to have a look in. But in the meantime, um, good luck both of you with your um, game weeks and what we do about these double game weeks. But in the meantime, it's goodbye from me. That's a goodbye from me and thank you for the good luck. Same to you. Good night, everybody. Good luck. Goodbye, all.